Welcome to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor, the raw podcast all about the messy, true lives of working moms in real estate. In this podcast, we talk about the hilarious mishaps and successes that are pretty much guaranteed when it comes to selling real estate while managing a family. I'm your host, Nicole Ward, the boots on the ground toddler mom who swears like a sailor and fails extravagantly, all while running my own real estate business. So grab a juice box and that basket of clean laundry that still needs folded because we're going to jump right in. All right, guys. So today on the show, we have Cindy Foster. Hi. Hi, hi. <laughs> How are you today? Are you having a good day so far, mom life? Having a good day so far. You know, the three kids are home. So I'm trying to keep them outside so we can have a moment of silence. But other than that, we're doing good today. <laughs> it's summertime. So the kids have to be home, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. My kids are 13, 11, and eight, almost nine. And so they're at that age where they're, they don't technically need a babysitter, um, Mm -hmm. but they need a, a person of mediation. So, you know, (laughs) so I try to be that connection point where, you know, my husband's on conference call, but I'm here to, you know, get the conversations go from an argument to a conversation. Hopefully no one gets hurt in the process. So they can feed themselves. They can let themselves out back. You can lock them out of the house and not feel bad about it because they're old enough to. Right. They can fend for themselves. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that's actually a really good question to start into. So, you you know, you said the ages of your kids are a little bit older, older preteen. So tell me a little bit about yourself, your life, you know, like where and how you got into real estate and how old your kids were at that point. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, I started in the corporate world right out of high school. Um, I started working full time when I was 18. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of like a, you know, go into it really quickly. And my husband, we were high school sweethearts. um, So he went off to Mount Union College and he got um, his four year degree there. Still together? Yep. We're still together. I'll keep them for a little bit longer. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he, you know, was able to enjoy the college life, but I had to work and to be able to have insurance for myself. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I did slowly get my college degree through Malone University, um, through the company I worked for then back then in Babcock and Wilcox. Mm -hmm. And I worked with them. I started out in purchasing and then I moved on to marketing strategic events department where I traveled all over the world. I did. Um, nice. Yeah, it was amazing. It this was is like, all pre-kids, right? Yeah, this was pre-kids. Well, okay. kind of. Yeah. So we got married um, in 2008. Okay. And a month after I got married, we got pregnant with my daughter, Carrington. Quick. Um, had fun on that yeah. honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have endometriosis. So my doctor for since I was 16 said I probably wouldn't be able to have kids. Gotcha. So we're like, well, we're going to try quickly since we've been together forever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you know, so yeah, we had my um, family over to watch the wedding video when it first came in and told them I was pregnant. Wow. So, <laughs> what was the reaction? Did they all know that you were told you couldn't have kids? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I had several surgeries and they said, wow. you, know, you know, so they knew it could be a possibility that they would never get grandchildren from me unless they were adopted. Okay. So it was pretty so, correct awesome. me if I'm wrong. You've got 
you know, a couple of years difference between each kid. Yeah. So you guys just had three in a row and you were yeah. blessed with that family right off the get-go. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a blessing. And it's like Carrington was my oldest daughter. She's Carrington. And um, when she was nine months old, I found that I was pregnant again with Carson. Wow. So, two under yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that life. I've got yes. two under two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then we ended up having crew and he's about three years difference from Carson took us okay. a bit. I had to have surgery in between that one. Um, but yeah, so we're definitely very blessed. And, um, as far as that goes, definitely okay. was a dream to be a mom always. Um, and kind of funny of that. I always wanted to be a realtor. So it kind of like, is kind of that that's why I was excited about your podcast to be able okay. to talk about the two joys of my life. You know, Mutually uh, exclusive for many, many, many agents, yes. being a mom, being a realtor, one of my favorite yeah. hashtags, realtor mom, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so how old were your kids when you got your real estate license? So my kids, so I've only had my license now for almost four years. Okay. So I've been, so my youngest was four. So okay. I was in a job that I really didn't like. Um, mm-hmm. I was hired for a position that I never got to do. Um, okay. It was kind of one of those things that, you know, they liked me as an individual, but they didn't know what to do with me. Gotcha. And that kind of was like kind of my overall gut feeling of the corporate world is I mm-hmm. had the willpower. I had that burning in my stomach that nobody really knew how to utilize. Mm-hmm. And for me to be, um, given the opportunity to make more money when I'm working harder. Usually in sure. the corporate world, if you're the one working hard, um, you just get all the extra work and you get the same right. pay. So right. You're just an employee. You're not a yeah. business owner. You don't get a right. say in anything. You are an employee. Right. You're here from nine to five, do your job, go home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt. And I started selling Tupperware when crew was... I think I was pregnant with Pure actually. So that was um, almost nine years ago. And I continued to build my business with the Tupperware to where I sold over a hundred grand in Tupperware. Holy cow. (laughs) A hundred grand in Tupperware. (laughs) That's a lot of Tupperware. That's a lot of Tupperware. And my husband and I got to go to Hawaii for free, like just like crazy thing. And my husband finally was like, hey, Sen, you know, you're a really good salesperson. Why don't we sell something that's more profitable than just a plastic bowl? Right. And Makes total sense. Of, Props to him. Yes. Yes. And it was, it was, it was nice because, you know, he, I, we've always worked really well together, mm-hmm. you know, to provide for our family. And I had to have the insurance because my husband's company is based out of Pittsburgh and we okay. have I had to have insurance for the family. And if we went anywhere here on their insurance, we would be out of network. Gotcha. So couldn't, I couldn't go outside of that, but the long story short, my husband's company got bought out by a big company. I have mm-hmm. great insurance and that's when I got my real estate license to okay, okay. finally pull the dream together. So yeah. you've been doing it for four years. You pulled the dream together. You got, you know, kids four, six, and eight at this point, I believe. Yep. Okay. So you know, if you've been doing it four years, you're pretty successful. We've done a deal together before. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you, I mean, how did you manage in the beginning, especially as a new agent, figuring all the things out? I mean, we can't know what we don't know in real estate. So yeah. how did you start figuring things out and how did you selling real estate and, and work your way up to being successful while having three kids? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. There are some days where I question myself, you know, right. like you're taking that jump, especially coming from the corporate world where you're used to getting a salary pay, you get a paycheck every other week, mm-hmm. you know, you know what to expect in the real estate world. You're just kind of like, all right, I'm doing this and, you know, hope that it goes well. Right. <laughs> so, um, thankfully throughout my career in the corporate world and with Tupperware and um, my kids, I've got a great group of people around me that love and support me. And um, thankfully I had a couple of my friends very quickly give me listings, which, you know, in the real estate world, you're like, oh, you know, this is gold. Thank you, Jesus. You know what I mean? (laughs) And it's like, so it's kind of one of those things where I was thankful I had those couple first line in a row to where I was like, okay, I can do this and give me that vote of confidence. And I think that's the hardest part when someone first comes into real estate is they're they feel lost, you know, and they just need that one vote of confidence to where they'll be like, okay, I can do this. Um, and the first deal is always the hardest. Oh, absolutely. So if it's a, someone that, you know, and is willing to give you a little bit of grace with it, you know, because you had someone help you out and give you that listing in the beginning that after you get that first deal done, you're like, I can do anything. I got it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like literally one of my first two deals, a listing of 425 and then the sale was 625. So like, wow, for me, like thinking like, I think I can do this. And then to quickly have a million dollars worth of sales. I was like, okay, that's amazing. Especially considering in the area that you're in, which is Northeast Ohio, but specifically like Stark and summit counties, you know, like the average sale price, I think it's raised in the last two years because of COVID. So it's closer to 200,000 is the average sale price. But at the time, the average sale price for Stark and summit County, Ohio was 150,000, which is way different than the rest of the world. So if you've got an average sale price of 150, yeah. And you're over here selling a 450 and a, and a 650 in yeah. your first two deals. I mean, that's badass. That's I awesome. I, yeah, that was like you know, hashtag mom is a baller kind of status. Heck you know? yeah, baller mom. I think <laughs> that's going to be a new hashtag. Yeah, baller right, mom. baller mom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I keep telling myself, you know, those ones are like the sweet spot in life. Yes. Um, but it really what drew me to real estate is just the fact that, you know, I love to sell. I have a seller's mentality. Like even since I was a child, I was always trying mm-hmm. to make a penny. That's something that my pap instilled in me. For like, right. I was like two, I can remember like having garage sales with him. Mm-hmm. And before the garage sale would start, we'd go around <laughs> to, to people's trash cans and find stuff that we could sell. Oh my gosh. You're so one like, of you those. When you have that built into you from birth, like it's just, you can't get away from it. It's just oh, I feel like whenever I see somebody come around and pick something out of my trash, uh, you know, the first, my first thought is seriously, like right. my trash alone. But then my second thought is, did I throw out something valuable? Right. You're like, wait a second. Did yeah. Something with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Really good. That's a really good perspective. Yeah. So you know, I, I guess I want to dive into a little bit more. I mean, we all know as moms in real estate that it's a shit show all the time. I mean, there, there, I can't even remember the last time something went so smooth that I was relieved that it went so smooth. I mean, it's kids work home, home, kids work. Like, I mean, and everybody who works as a working parent knows this, but when you're running a business, you have that extra layer of stress of, I have to provide and I have to continuously lead generate to right 
earn income three, three, four, five months down the road. Right. So tell me about a time that you kind of felt at your lowest as both a mom and a realtor. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I've kind of recently, I would say, Okay. Um, I think that I built my business to a really good point now where it's to that level of stress where I don't know if I can do more. If okay. So you're like plateaued, yeah. like you've got enough business coming in, but you can't step it up anymore. You're, you're maxed. Yeah. Like max, like I'm only one person, you know, gotcha. like I've got people coming to me and wanting to continue to give me business. And I start questioning, um, that aspect of mom life and mm-hmm. realtor successes. Like what, at what point is it too much? You know, like my kids, Absolutely. Uh, my kids are like, can you put your phone down? You know, she's on another phone call, you know, and it's like, it's kind of, I think that's at my right now is just kind of figuring out, you know, what the next step is. And of course, like I've been looking into building my own team and things like that and trying to figure out, you know, where that fits in with my family. So -hmm. I think that's probably the hardest part about being a mom and a realtor is just creating that balance. And that's why I got into real estate to begin with, because, you know, if the kids have a doctor's appointment or something, nobody's rolling their eyes at me or like saying, oh, did you take PTO for that? You know, like flexibility is amazing with having children. And I think in this industry too, like, you know, when, and I hear you, I know what you're talking about too, because you get to a point where you, you have to decide, am I going to go to my kid's soccer game or am I going to go show this house or go to a listing appointment? And that is such a hard decision because if you don't go to listing appointment, you're potentially losing out on thousands of dollars of income that is going to put food on the table and pay for soccer season. And then on the other hand, those are precious moments that we're never going to get back. One of my favorite sayings, um, I'm going to shout out here to uh, an old coach friend of mine. His name is Hank Avank. He's um, up in, I think, Michigan. Yeah, he's up in Michigan. Um, He said something a long time ago, a quote that I will never forget. And he said, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Always Mm -hmm. like every decision that we make throughout the day. Like if I say yes to going to the bathroom for 10 minutes, then I'm saying no to 10 minutes of something else. Right. Right. So it's the same thing. That's what you're going through right now is like, what do you say yes to? And when do you start saying no? I mean, that, that is a, that's a really tough decision and managing a team, you know, from, from the perspective of, you know, I have a husband, wife team, Dan and I, uh, husband and wife, we we're doing our own thing, but we're also looking at growing a team and we've really had to come to terms with, are we going to continue selling a ton of real estate or are we going to step back, take a cut, hand out the leads to everyone else and just become a manager full-time because that's the difference between growing a team and selling real estate as a solo agent. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I struggle with that too, because, you know, not, there's not a lot of people I've met that's like me that has that feeling. So I think it would be difficult, you know, to find the right fit. So it's always like that inner struggle, but Mm -hmm. it's like last, this was like my lowest part. It was two weekends ago that we had to go to Columbus for, um, a tournament for my kids and I wasn't going to miss it. And I had a listing that was supposed to go live today. Um, and they wanted to see a house on Friday and I was in Columbus and I told them, you know, I could get someone for them, but they didn't like that. I wasn't available and I lost it. That's like the first time that I've. Okay. Let's dive into that. I have to dive into that. So was this as fear referral? 
This was a cold referral. Yeah, they had seen a listing that I had done previously and they really liked the way that I did the marketing and how it looked on their end. And that's how I got okay. the lead. Yeah. So I think that's really important too. I mean, that is something that I think we all run into and a huge difference between sphere related business and transactional or cold business, you know, in, in our world, they're mutually exclusive. We're going to get a little bit of both. There are some agents that are mutually sphere and there's some that are mostly transactional. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that would be one of those situations where it sucks because, you know, you missed out on a, on a commission on it, but at the same time, you made a decision that was the best decision for your family at the time. And I don't know if this is going to help you in any way, shape or form, but I'm going to validate you. You made the right decision. They didn't deserve you as their agent in my mind. So I would say, forget them and move on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's tough though. I get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like, and I, and I know like I would not have, it's not like I would have left and, you know, gone to, take that but I also at the same time I do value my clients time and you know so it's it is you know it's it's their home it's Mm -hmm. it's a big deal I don't take that lightly at all so it is it's a a constant struggle that's for sure but yeah that was definitely definitely my lowest point because I felt like I let them down and I and I take pride in my name and the work that I put out there so the fact that I let someone down that was tough that was a that was a hard pill to swallow but yeah. I'm okay now. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Yeah. All right. It's in the past. We can't yes, control right. the past. No, we can't. So, so let's true. switch gears then. Um, okay. You know, I want to take it out of that, that feeling of, you know, the down feeling that you had there. Tell yeah. me about um, one time, I'm sure you have many, but one time that you just felt really, really good. Like it was a really high moment for you. And it, it was an awesome feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Probably the best um, hashtag mom realtor life, you know, moment was, um, in my first year of selling real estate, um, I was awarded the realtor, uh, the rookie of the year award for really. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Uh, yeah. It was pretty cool. Cause you know, it's, you know, of, um, Ohio, Michigan and, you know, those areas around here. And unfortunately it was during COVID. So we weren't allowed to have a live meeting to get the award. Gotcha. You that's one of those awards that you're not really supposed to be told ahead of time. It's like a secret kind of thing. Yeah. So what we had, um, my family and I were just sitting over here watching it on the TV, the award ceremony, and they came up and they were like, Cindy Foster, Rookie of the Year 2019. And I was like, you know, kind of taken back, but like, didn't think much of it, except for when ugh, I got a little emotional. The kids turned around, they're like, you're a baller, mom. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I am. This is so yeah it's like like those moments where I see myself in their eyes as a success that is like the best thing and and it's not to them they don't care about the money they don't know about the value they just know that I'm working hard and I'm being successful at it and that's just that's just like the coolest part about being a mom and a realtor you are paving a pathway for those kids to see what hard work and dedication really means but you're not giving up the yeah. most critical and value time with them at the same yeah. time. I mean, what yeah. better situation can your kids get than you yeah. for a mom? Yep. Uh, that's Seriously. Right. Right. I mean, we all, we're our worst critic, you know, right. But, like, you know, I do, I, 
I feel like between my husband and I, we just, we work really hard and, you know, we want them to see that so that they can do better than us when it's their turn. A hundred percent. That's a great perspective. I I really appreciate you telling me these stories today and talking today. If our listeners wanted to reach out to you for any reason, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, they can contact me at Cindy Foster, C-Y-N-D-I, like Cindy Lauper. Um, And then I'm on Facebook. It's a public profile. Happy to reach out there. Or my phone is 330-936-7533. I'm always available. I'm always up late. Wine night starts at 10 o'clock. I'm usually (laughs) awake till midnight. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it, Cindy. Um, This was an excellent conversation. I think that there's a lot of people out there that are probably feeling um, somewhat similar to you. So I truly appreciate it. And last but not least, yeah. do you have any last minute quick tips or advice for other realtor moms out there? Um, yeah, just prioritize what your values are, you know, but, um, as far as being a successful realtor, answer your phone every time. <laughs> Good advice. You never know. I mean, and we get a lot of spam calls, let's be honest. Yes. But it's like, there's been so many times we're like, hey, you were the only one that answered your phone. Let's get this listing going. I'm like, all right. So yeah. (laughs) All right. That was really great (laughs) advice. I appreciate you. And thanks to all of our listeners. Make sure you tune in next week. Stay tuned for a little preview of next week's episode. All right. Thank you. Hey, mamas. Thanks for tuning in to Confessions of a Wife, Mom, and Realtor. If you like today's confession, make sure you subscribe to hear more juicy stories from other realtor moms like you. See you next week.